0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Small Business Chronicles. This has become your Swiss army knife for whatever you need for your business. We've tackled everything from uh, emotional maturity to etiquette to how to network to uh, how to write to to podcasting. And today we want to refocus in on writing. Uh, Content is king as, as the world goes up, uh, content is just one of those things that is never going to go away. It's only going to evolve. And I've got Allison from, uh, AV writing services, uh, uh Allison from AV writing services. And, uh, she's going to be with us today and we're going to navigate some content writing, uh, for your website, blogs, just basic content in general. And what are some good practices to write that content? Cause I'm not a writer, uh, I, Allison's a writer, I'm not a writer. Uh, uh, a lot of the people I work with in in podcasting and marketing—they're not writers. Uh, so this is an actual vein uh, of where you go need to go get some professional help to do these things. And uh, there's some best practices with them. And with AI coming out, I'm I'm a huge fan of AI, but I'm a fan of AI in the right way. Uh, and and I know that it's impacted writing services a, as we move forward. But but we'll get to that big old soapbox rant about AI here. In a little bit <laughs> so uh, whenever somebody comes on my show I always ask them the first question I uh, I ask them is it tell us who you are what you do and uh, why should we trust you because we're gonna listen for the next 20 30 minutes as, as we talk about this so so give us some credentials and and some reasons why you're our expert yeah
1: so uh, what I do is content marketing so I like to say that I write the words that go onto your website to tell everyone who you are what you do and why we should all care and I work in SEO best practices as well as marketing strategy, so that content can be as effective as possible. I stumbled into this career. I always, always loved writing when I was a, when I was growing up. Um, wanted to be a writer. Was told writers don't make any money, and I have to choose a more practical career. Uh, so I ended up majoring in English and psychology, which is the perfect degree for what I'm doing now. Had no clue this was an option. Thought I wanted to work in publishing because I figured if I couldn't make a living writing books, maybe I could make a living making books. Well, I graduated in 2009, so that didn't happen. (laughs) So I answered phones for a few years, found myself between jobs at one point, and my roommate at the time, her dad, who was an attorney, was awesome and offered to give me stuff to do around his office until I got back on my feet. And one of the things he needed was someone to write blog posts for his law firm, and he knew I had a strong writing background, so he offered me the gig. And I was like, what? I can get paid to write? Seriously? Yeah, sign me up. So I jumped at that chance and started <laughs> writing for him. And after about six months, he came back and told me that the blog posts I was writing for him, would, I would write like two to four blog posts per month for him. Um, so after six months, he said I had brought in $75,000 worth of business to his law firm through the blog posts that I was writing. And he was not paying me $75,000 for six months for, <laughs> for blogging. So he definitely got a, a significant return on, on his investment. So that was my first clue that like, oh, this can like actually help people's businesses. It's not just a credential. It can be a credential and you absolutely can and should use it that way, but it can also legitimately help you grow your business. So that, um, that was when I got excited about doing this as a living.
0: Well, 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 I I think that's, that's uh, a a good way to trust you because you've been through it. You've seen it work. You've seen the successes in it. Uh, why does blog writing how did he get this result through blog writing? What is it that you did special or what is it people can mm-hmm. do that's going to get you that result? Because a lot of blogs are just keyword stuffers on websites now. So yeah. is it that or is it content? Like, like Tell me how, how you go about strategically writing these blogs.
1: Yeah, so well, keep in mind when I started writing for him, I think this was back in like 2011, 2012. So it was a very different landscape. It was at that time you really could just put up a good blog post every once a week, or like I said, two to four times a month um, is how often I was blogging for him Um, and get results without really thinking about keywords or the length of the content or anything to do with SEO as long as you were publishing consistently. And it's gotten much more competitive since then. So I have had to learn all of that SEO and how to do the keyword research, which I'm glad you mentioned keyword stuffing because that is something that I bring up a lot is something that you should never do. Um, it did work back in the day, it would get you uh, ranking for those search terms. Um, But then would you convert any of those leads? Because I doubt it. Um, And that's that's what
0: keyword stuffing is. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But explain to us what keyword stuffing is, because I I coined it, and I probably should have, but I'll I'll let the expert.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, keyword stuffing is when you use uh, the word keyword or whatever keyword you're using, and use keyword as much times as you keyword can into a keyword paragraph. And it Sounds exactly like that and looks exactly like that. And it's obvious someone's just putting that keyword into a a paragraph or or page as many times as they keyword possibly can. Um, And it's, yeah, it's not good content, Um, but it did work because Google saw those keywords and was like, oh, great. Okay, we're going to rank it for that keyword. And then Google caught on and was like, no, actually, we're not going to rank these anymore. So um, not only does that not work anymore from an SEO perspective, uh, but it can actually get you blacklisted if you piss off Google enough. So uh, don't do yeah. it. And again, it's not good content. the The real life people who find your website are, are just going to be turned off by that.
0: Yeah, because because I, I I'll go and I'll read something, and it'll be something like. Um it'll be like uh it, Kentucky fried chicken 11 herbs and spices let's do that and 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 piss them off for copyright so so let's but then if you go to a blog and it says hey thank you for choosing KFC home of 11 herbs and spices and then the next paragraph down is hey thank you for choosing KFC when you ever you dine at KFC with 11 herbs and spices it's it's unobtainable or it's not easy to read it, no one's going to read it uh you're you're not going to get that out there and 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 it's just It's funny how when in writing goes, you have all these waves of different things that they're just trying to trick Google or trick the algorithm when all you really need to do is make good content. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, that's what Google wants. It's trying to match people with high quality content that answers the questions that they're asking and Google is just getting better and better at figuring that out, right? And in the early days, it was keywords, then it was not a whole lot else. Um, And now there are a number of factors that go into it, which is part of what makes SEO so tricky. But yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that they're just trying to help people find the content that answers their questions. So if you have high quality content that answers their questions, yes, there are SEO tricks and tips and tricks you can use. but Yeah, I don't recommend tricking the algorithm or trying to do that because the algorithm will catch on. They are constantly refining and updating their algorithm to downgrade that thin, spammy content. Um, And speaking of which, they just had a core update that was released that was specifically targeting spam. So it is if you are keyword stuffing, if you have thin, crappy content, if you have super promotional content that doesn't provide any value, um, Google is is working on working that out with the the rankings. So, yeah, no, just give your audience what they want, and Google will figure it out.
0: Uh how hard is it at this day and age as a content writer to convince people of this because when that wave comes? And you mm-hmm. go to LinkedIn or you're inundated in your inbox of, of SEO tricks, do this now, you know, and, and people haven't caught up with the changes. So now you're out there trying to explain to your clients, you're trying to explain to other business owners that the wave has changed. How hard are mm-hmm. you finding that conversation these days?
1: It depends on who I'm talking to. <laughs> I think there are people who tend to keep up to date with these things and and get it. Um, and like I said, get the fact that at the end of the day, it's all about providing value. And I find that the people who are most successful in their business are all about providing value, whether that's in a conversation, whether that's providing people with resources or connecting them with someone who can help them grow their business. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense. So, um, yeah, there are people who just want the quick fix. <laughs> it's like, well, there isn't one for SEO. There is no... Rank on the first page of Google overnight, kind of a thing that doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, it's it it is definitely interesting because you you run into the spectrum. There are people who are like, oh yeah, that makes sense, and then there are the people who are like, well, but what about? So yeah, it's yeah. funny.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, so so we'd mentioned a little bit about AI, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I do want to get into good practices, but I always believe in starting with not what not to do first, <laughs> so, which is keyword stuffing. Um, if you go back to some of the earlier shows, my soapbox rant and filthy mouthed uh, rant against AI, which included several F words, which you can say on this show, I don't care. Uh, okay. so you, you can say what you can say whatever you want. Um, is that I I yell at it more than I get good content from it. If I'm (laughs) writing a marketing plan and I'm like, so I just wrote a marketing plan for this little coffee shop boutique place. And I wrote it as who I am. I'm I'm a very logical 45 year old, very direct point by point. Here it is. So I get it done and I give it to it. And I'm like, hey, just check this. And it's good to do this. Check this for grammar and spelling do nothing else. It rewrites it almost every time. And (laughs) it rewrites it in a way that I don't like. It rewrites it to be some common noise thing. And it doesn't matter how many instructions or prompt engineer I give it, uh, Mm -hmm. that it still fails. It still fails to have any of that human interaction touch uh, in there. And, And so many people are relying on it. I, mm-hmm. I know that there's people inside the company that will get a memo from them and like t- three sentences in, I'm like, nope, AI wrote this. I'm not reading it. Like no. it's, it's, it, you got the spirit, but I'm not setting through it. So mm-hmm. how do you feel as somebody that this is impacting your business? This is impacting uh, how you do your job. How, what, what is your basis and feelings of AI?
1: Yeah. So actually, I think it's funny because I don't think it's uh, impacted my business in a negative way. Um, I, again, it's all about who you're talking to and who you're trying to work with. I compare it to, again, early days when I started doing this, it was all about the people in third world countries who were charging $5 for a blog post, which obviously I can't compete with that price, but they can't compete with my quality. (laughs) So people would end up hiring someone overseas first because they were just caring about the bottom line. And then when they couldn't use that content, then they would come to me to actually write something for them. Um, And I have found that AI is the same way. I had a client earlier this year who started off hiring another agency that used AI and it was crappy content and he couldn't use any of it. Um, so yeah, he came back to me and was like, I need someone to actually make sure this is in line with my brand and actually helpful content so that I can finally publish it on my website. So yeah, I, the people who want to use it as, uh, again, the, the shortcut there, there are no shortcuts in SEO. So, um, as far as what no. not to do with AI, yeah, don't copy and paste, um, make sure that it's like you said, make sure. Oh, and by the way, that's why I can't use Grammarly because Grammarly also wants to make, wants to rewrite your stuff. It wants it. Every Mm -hmm. time you, you use something that's in passive voice, it's like, don't use passive voice. I'm like, I can't have everything be active voice. That is just as exhausting as constantly using passive voice, but it's got these rules and it wants you to adhere to those rules all the time, no matter what. And it's, it drove me nuts. I was like, no more Grammarly, go away. Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, AI is uh, has that same problem of they, they know the rules um, or they think they know the rules. We can also get into the the issues as far as um, potential plagiarism issues because the, the way it works is I, I laugh when it's like generative AI. I always put generative in, in air quotes because it's mm-hmm. not generating anything. It's taking a bunch of content that already exists online that real humans wrote and repurposing it and kind of resembling it for you going here you go there's new content and it's it's not new someone else wrote it so and absolutely yeah.
0: It it, generative art is the same way. Uh, Mm -hmm. I use it a lot. I I use generative art more than I use generative language, because as somebody that's still heavily into graphic design and stuff, if I'm stuck on idea, I can feed the idea to generative AI as a partner to be like, hey, uh, this is what I'm trying to think of. Can you give me some examples? Can you give me some ideas? but they've already come out and said you can't you you can't copyright ai you can't own ai if it comes out of ai you can't use it so so you can use it as that sort of a tool and and that's great but you're right if i write a poem and then i'm like hey do this like dr seuss and it does it or if i Mm -hmm. tell it to to write uh to write a uh a rap song about cats by m&m and it does it the, is that my song or is that m and song is that because all they're like you said all they're doing is taking their beats and verses because ai is just really good at analyzing things and then right. it's taking that and repurposing it so is it really yours
1: mm-hmm. yeah and regardless of what you were mentioning um back to what you were talking about with the the copyright issues there was a lawsuit yeah. Over that, where someone tried to copyright an AI created image, and the court said, "Nope, can't copyright that." So, um, yeah, keep that in mind.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, so let's go into let's go into best practices when you're writing because, uh, one, as a marketer and somebody comes from a marketing field, your best practice is to hire a professional. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and state that one, number one. Marketing is, is a sacrifice of time or money. If you're a small business owner, you need to be running your business, not learning how to write and write effectively. Uh, my recommendation is always hire a professional, um, just hands down. If you have the money, if you have the funds, do that. So that's going to always be number one on this show. But if you do have to do it yourself, uh, what it, wh- let's take over from there. And what is number two?
1: Um, yeah, number two, I would say is focus first and foremost on the content on your website. I love social media. I use social media to promote my website content, but I don't publish a lot of original content on there. Because I do want to make sure that I own all of my content. And I can only do that on my website. I can't. It's a WordPress website, by the way. Some of the website platforms, you don't own your content there either. So that's another mm-hmm. thing to be, nope. look out for. Um, so, yeah. And then with social media, yeah, use it to distribute. But if if you're trying to build your business on social media and you don't have a website where, that you're leading people back to, what happens when your account gets stolen or you get locked out or you end up in facebook jail for whatever reason that may or may not ever be explained to you um or when they change their algorithm and suddenly you can't reach any of those followers then what do you do um oh we saw uh, was it was a year or two ago when facebook and meta and everything went down and and instagram and mm-hmm. it was just down yeah, for like a whole day it's like well okay can you do any work that day so yeah, first and foremost, uh, build that content on your website. Um, and then my next co- my next tip is to be consistent, especially with blogging, is to have a schedule that you can stick to. Like I said, that first client I worked for, uh, I would blog like two to four. Uh, it started out two blog posts per month for him, and then it went to every week. Um, so it, you, you don't have to post every week, uh, at the very least once, ideally twice a month. Um, but if you're doing it consistent, I always say like, yeah, frequency matters, but consistency and quality matter more. Um, so mm-hmm. whatever whatever consistent schedule you can come up with where you can be consistent and and have high quality, that that's what you should focus on with um, creating your content. And again, make sure you're actually answering the questions people are asking, because I, if you're I, just creating content for the sake of
0: creating content, well, then you're just wasting your time. I always tell my clients, have something to say. If you don't have uh-huh. anything to say, it's better not to say anything at all. Real
1: because
0: bad. if if you're just out there and a lot of, uh, I, how do I say this and say this constructively, low tier marketers. Because we live in a world that as long as you got a forward facing camera and a couple ideas, you can call yourself a marketer. But the, 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 and and a lot of lower tier marketers will take advantage of people in business and say, here, let me create that content. But all they're doing is posting nonsense. Uh, they're, they're not posting anything that actually works for them. Uh, so, so when you're creating. When when you're creating that content and you're doing that content, you're, you're, I'm just reiterating what you're saying is, is make sure that content answers questions, says something, is engaging, uh, all all of those things. I can't stress how important that is for, for, for any success in marketing.
1: Yeah. And because this is a podcast, your listeners can't see me nodding along to everything you were just saying, but I was nodding (laughs) along to everything he was just saying. So yes to all of that.
0: Uh, actually it'll be a video podcast. They can, if you check us out on YouTube and go to our YouTube channel, uh, small business delivered on YouTube. See how I did that? Uh, that yes, you can see her nod along to everything that I say.
1: <laughs> and then you'll know that I wasn't making it up. <laughs>
0: right. Right. All right. So next best practice, cause we've got, we got consistency, we got content, we have making sure you're saying something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, keep the, um, a couple things in there, they're kind of intertwined. So I, I don't know if I can rank one above the other, but have a strategy um, and make sure all of your blogging supports that strategy and make sure that your target audience is at the center of that strategy. So um, mm-hmm. blogging consistently is not a strategy. That's a tactic. Um m- Getting people, you know, actually getting leads is is part of your strategy. So how are you going to leverage content marketing to get those leads, to get people on the phone so that you can convert them into sales? And that is all about making sure that um, you're covering good topics. Again, you're answering the questions people are asking And you have a really strong call to action. That's the other thing I see people fall flat on a lot with their blog is they go the end and then they assume that people are just going to figure out what the next step in the buyer journey is and they'll take that journey. They won't. They'll go, okay, thanks, bye. And they'll click back to Google or social media or wherever they came from and they will never think of you again. So if you don't have a way to capture those leads and lead them through the funnel, you are missing out on so many opportunities to get people to work with you, so have a really good call to action, and make sure make it easy to take that call to action. Have it be one step; the fewer steps you can make it, the better off you will be. Because if you make it too complicated, people won't take that step. They'll be like, "Ah, oh, never mind. I'll just go do something else." Um, we are creatures of uh, instant gratification at this point, so make it make it quick and make it easy. Um, and make sure it fits with where they are in the buyer journey. It's depending on what your business is, depending on where they are in the buyer journey. Um, it's not, it doesn't always make sense to go, okay, here, buy my stuff. It might be sign up for my newsletter, register for my next webinar, follow us on social media, something where you can, can or download our email, uh, our lead magnet. So you can get them yeah. on your your list. That's another great um, CTA as well. CTA stands for call to action. So um, yeah, those those are the, the big ones, and a, a big one where I see people falling flat. Uh, uh, th-
0: th- those are all really, really strong, good tips. So this is what I want you to do, because remember point number one was hire a professional. And I think over the course of this that you have proven yourself to be a professional. So tell our audience how they get a hold of you. And and I got one one precursor for that. Are you a fractional or are you a total or how how does your content writing work? And then tell um, us how to get that content ready.
1: Yeah, so I, I am an outsourced. Um, people bring me in to work on their content for them. I only do the content. Um, I don't do things like web design, web development, social media, um, but I know people who do. <laughs> so if you need help with that, I can make those connections for you. Um, and then, yeah, as far as where to find me, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, I am also on YouTube uh, at Alison Verhalen. I'm on LinkedIn at Alison Verhalen. Uh, my company is AV Writing Services, as in my initials, Alison Verhalen. So that is AVWritingservices.com. Uh, and you can read my blog there and, and, again, download my lead magnet and and do all the things that um, I, I've i been telling you to do. And then you can figure out, oh, if Alison is doing this, maybe I should do it. You can kind of reverse engineer what I do on there.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, go to all those. Check her out. Uh, this is Small Business Chronicles. You can find us on. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. All over the interwebs. Just put in Small Business Delivered. You'll find our whole host of shows there. We have uh, several different podcast shows that we do on there. Allison has appeared on one or two of them, so you can definitely find her on there. She was on Marketing Masters with Cash Miller, and uh, so you can be on there. And also, this show is produced by Titan Media Works. If you want your own podcast let me know that's what we do that's all we do is podcasts so uh as as marketing becomes more fractional and podcast becomes a higher end of that um you need somebody to help you do that we pride ourselves in doing professional content out of the box we let you do all of the fun things and we do all that nasty work like editing and posting and 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 distribution that keeps people out of the podcast game we do it uh so you don't have to so uh hit us up on Titan Media Works. That's W-O-R-X dot com. uh, If you want your own podcast. Allison, thank you so much for being here. Um, uh, I I never know how to end these shows. That's like I've (laughs) done probably a hundred of these shows and I never know how to say goodbye. So I've just started like editing it right here and bye.